This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Be honest, man. When men and women aren't equal, I'm sorry if that hurts your little stupid ears. <laughs> we're not. We're not equal because equal means the word same we're not the same in fact that's my favorite thing about a woman is that she's not a dude (laughs) quit pretending we're the same i don't walk around i could have a baby if they'd let me i can't People try to make it, oh, we, 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 we're equal, we're equal, I want it to be equalized. No, you don't. When any one of you got a babysitter tonight, how many of you picked a dude? <laughs> None of you. Not because you're sexist, but because you're not dumb. Because <laughs> the baby would fall off the balcony and... <laughs> You'd be like, why was the baby on the balcony? He's like, I don't know, I came out to smoke and you're like... <laughs> episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Here's your host, Andrew for America. Why is the matrix, why is the system programming women to believe that men who support traditional values say things like, you know, a woman's greatest role is her being a mother, which I happen to agree with. I have a child. There's nothing bigger and better in the world that I can do beyond creating that beautiful human being. Why are they programming women to see that as misogyny, which actually means the hatred of women? Because it's part of the bigger agenda. They don't want us to have kids. They don't want us to raise families because they know that that's the happiest state you're ever going to be in is being a mother, being a father, having a family and continuing your legacy. Obviously, if that's your happiest state, they don't want you to be happy. They want you to be controlled. They want you to be scared. If you're depressed, you're more easily programmed. It's very simple. If you're unhappy and depressed and you're unable or unwilling to start a family, continue your legacy, that's where they want you. Hi, I'm back. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am Andrew for America, and last episode, Start Your Quest, I talked about the Red Pill Podcast craze. I started talking about the differences between men and women. I uh, kind of piggybacked those thoughts and ideas onto the bigger agenda without really coming outright and talking about it. I kind of just surface level covered it, And after I aired the last episode, I stumbled upon this clip. These are two of the Red Pill podcasters. Sneeko is the gentleman talking. Jedediah Bila is the woman speaking here. It's her show. Uh, Sneeko's on her show in this clip. And Sneeko sums up exactly what I was trying to get across to you in the last episode. And... At the beginning of the show, that uh, comedy clip, Men and Women Aren't Equal, that's Jeff Dye, awesome stand-up comedian, hitting the nail on the head. (laughs) One of my favorite things about women is they're not a dude. (laughs) We are definitely different. 
We are attracted to different things. We conduct ourselves in this world in different ways. We value different things. And ladies, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You're going to have to self-reflect. You're going to have to own up to your behavior. You're going to have to tell the truth. And if you're the type of person that the only reason why you want a man is to make your life a little bit easier, you don't care about love, you don't care about companionship, you don't care about faithfulness or fidelity, you just want the money, you just want the meal ticket, if things go wrong, you'll just divorce his ass and take half of what he's got. You think that's fair? You think that's equal? How come no one in the feminist, woke movement ever talks about that? Very uh, convenient, don't you think? To be able to live in a society where, oh God, it's the patriarchy, it's the patriarchy. But the law is literally set up to favor women almost 100% of the time. Think that's fair? You think guys are jumping at the opportunity to get into a government-sanctioned union with someone that can literally rob him of half of what he has ever worked for? And now, and you ladies out there have questions about why guys don't want to wife up promiscuous women, don't want to wife up women that are disrespectful and embarrassing to him and his legacy. I mean, wow, the level of narcissism and arrogance and I feel like I am a god level that that uh, exhibit that behavior exhibits to men, women. I mean. Boy, <laughs> I hate to tell you, but the pro- the programming has 100% worked on you. And here we are. That's why we are in this state of singlehood and promiscuity and lack of morals, moral degradation, degeneration of culture and values and virtues and the enlightenment principles that built the civilized world. Are you proud of yourselves? (laughs) Oh, boy. Here, take a listen to this. Women do not like men. And the reason that most women don't like men is because these men try to hold them accountable and don't let them play the victim. You have to understand that a lot of women will intentionally date piece of shit men just so they don't have to have accountability in their behavior in the relationship because it takes two to tango. And then these women come across my page and assume that because of what I talk about, I'm against them. But the reality is, is that everybody is sick of the excuses for your poor behavior. No one is trying to invalidate your experience. We're just trying to tell you that you played a part in the downfall of how your life is and the things that you've gone through. Additionally, women only like men for what they can provide for them. So as soon as the money runs out or whatever it is that they're looking for, that's why they have the backup plans or the rosters or whatever it is. You have to understand if you learn anything from my platform is that women do not hang around people that do not validate them. This goes for friendships and romantic relationships, and they don't even realize that it's happening nine times out of ten. Because the only reason that women stay friends with women is one, if they don't like the same man, like as soon as two girls like the same boy, that's the end of the friendship. 
Or the other scenario is like if one girl is a hoe and is out here having a roster and the other friend's like, nah, I'm just going to hang out with my boyfriend or I'm going to be single and work on my career, that's also not going to work. And why is that? It's because those two people are not validating each other, which is why women cannot stand men. Men will hold them accountable. Men will make them honest. Men will tell them shit that they don't want to hear, just like you'll tell them, you know, that the lashes are ugly, the makeup is ugly, all the bullshit that women do is ugly, and they don't want to hear it because you're not validating them. And women will preach all day long that men are the ones that hate women, but at the end of the day, I have to wonder if women really hate men because, well, you're not agreeing with them. All right. Um, what do you think of that, people? Women don't like men. You're trying to become independent of men. You think you can do it on your own. You don't need a man. You don't think that your promiscuous behavior is going to affect your ability to pair bond with a man and remain faithful to him. You have become more masculine. You have believed the programming. You have fallen into the big club's trap. They distracted you with social media and gizmos and gadgets and technology and it's it's all part of the plan. Keep you unhappy and unmarried and without children so that you can spend and work and spend and work and spend and work. And then the law is set up so that when you marry a guy, now you can spend his money and he can work and spend and work. And now you don't have to spend and work and spend and work anymore. And as soon as the spending and working goes away, as soon as the working goes away and then the spending goes away, Let's say something bad happens to your guy, right? You're not going to stick by his side like the marriage vows through sickness and in health for richer or for poorer till death do us part, yada, yada, right? No, 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 no. 80 to 90% of you women pack your shit and go find a bigger, better deal. It's called hypergamy. You ladies are biologically wired to attach yourselves to the strongest men. And therefore, some people are making the argument that men are actually the romantic gender. Because when we love a woman, we really love a woman and would probably die for her. But women, the only thing you love about men is how much you can take and acquire and reap from his entire thing. You're parasitic. You are leech-like. You are soulless, blood-sucking, and of the devil, some would say, because your behavior has proven so. And people are getting sick and tired of it. People are getting sick and tired of you not owning up to your behavior, not facing the reality of your choices. You've been running from consequences and responsibilities your entire life because the culture and the, the world is set up, your environment is set up in a way for you to benefit from the, and here's the word, inequality. You preach that you want to be equal but you benefit from it not being equal. And as soon as men or other 
enlightened women bring this to your attention, oh, no, no, no. You ain't going to fucking admit that to yourself. You ain't going to face that reality, are you, ladies? Okay? So I'm not going to talk about this stuff this entire episode. I just wanted to touch on this because I found some all-encompassing, very summation-level clips after my last episode, and I wanted to put a little continuation of the last episode in the beginning of this episode today. So, in my famous words... Let's change directions and let's move on. I'm going to hit a commercial and I'll be right back. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, people, welcome back to the show. Um, I'm going to start the second segment today uh, changing the subject, okay? And I'm, I've been saving a lot of clips. Uh, I'm not ready to make a new version of Reality Lies, Damn Lies, and Statistics just yet. Um, but I do have a bunch of saved clips that I wanted to talk about that are, you know, it's not the same theme. So I'm going to kind of jump all over the place today. I'm going to sort of do the news. I'm going to, again, uh, pick up on previous uh, themes and, uh, you know, concepts, whatever that I've covered in previous shows. If you guys are down since day one listeners or you've been listening to my show for a while, you know the majority of my always consistent themes and topics. It has to do with the elites, has to do with the conspiracy theories of the day, has to do with history and saving the world and being honest about our reality, accepting human behavior for what it is, and not making excuses for bullshit behavior. My podcast is for intelligent truth seekers, not bullshit seekers who love punk rock music and have an earnest desire to save the world. And you cannot have an earnest desire to save the world if you are ignorant, if you are weak, if you are untruthful and incapable of taking ownership and responsibility for your life. You do not have anything to offer to the fight. You might as well be a woman or a child, a guilty bystander standing on the sidelines while we men do literally everything. Okay? So this clip, I'm really in a good mood, by the way. I just wanted to add a little uh, emphasis to that last point, okay? To put it to bed. So here we go. John Stewart. <laughs> oh, boy, John Stewart, man. I got such a mixed bag of emotions and opinions of this guy. I want to believe that he's 
not an inept, uh, <laughs> clueless guy that just so happened to become a voice in this country because he was rich and famous and got his own comedy daily show, the fake news, some would call it. <laughs> kind of like Norm MacDonald doing Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. The, here's the fake news, right? John Stewart recently is in this interview, and he makes this ridiculous claim. Well, if the media really was set up to lie to the people and blah, 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 like, I don't think the American people would accept it, bro. I never, you could not have made a more ignorant, buffoonery level dipshit comment. Uh, being a guy of your level of status and with the amount of knucklehead, moron, ignorant, imbecile Americans that listen to your point of view like it should be respected or believed. It makes me fucking puke. This clip is gross. Take a listen. Saying you have a media machine that purposefully lies to its people to maintain a political fiction and get themselves power, that that is the hallmark of an authoritarian system, not a democratic system. Absolutely. Well, if we were ever to get something like that in the United States, we would be horrified, <laughs> furious. Really? To know that there was an entire media organization designed to bend reality, to yep. manipulate facts, yep. to maintain power. Yep. It would, if I may, and I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to slam Hungary. It would never happen in the United States. <laughs> it's just not. I could, I almost can't even conjure it, imagine it. It must be very difficult mm. to live in a country where one media organization, out of whole cloth, knowingly, explicitly, maybe even in meetings behind the scenes might say, we're lying to our audience. Yep. Holy shit. And then call for news people to be fired for telling the truth. I mean, if something like that happened in the United States, it would be a dark day indeed. Oh, my God. So I appreciate you raising the alarm bell. This girl's laughing at him. Oh, my God. People, okay, <laughs> get the fuck out of here with this shit. Either Jon Stewart took the blood oath and joined the big club. He probably did. Uh, I'm going to assume that that's exactly what's going on here. Or he is a fucking idiot. Remember Nick Salmon and the Parkland kid, or not, I'm sorry, not the Parkland, the, whatever, the, the, the Native American guy beating the drum in his face, CNN settled out of court so that they didn't have to admit that they fabricated reality. They altered facts and events in order to become congruent with the, their donors and their ad revenue you know, Pfizer, the people that fund these companies and buy purchase ad space. We have <laughs> settled court cases that prove that that is exactly what the media in the United States, not the country of Hungary, in the United States has done, has perpetrated, has been found guilty of in a court of law. And here's Jon Stewart talking to this hungry uh reporter from the country of Hungary 
oh, the American people would be horrified if that ever happened in the United States. Uh, that would that could never happen. And he even like goes so far as to say, oh, I'm not I'm not uh, slandering Hungary or saying that they're you know less than because that's the case in their country. In your country, you're controlled by one media company that tells you everything that you're supposed to think, feel, and believe. Boy, John Stewart. You heard it here first, my fellow Americans. John Stewart, sir, I sentence you to being guilty as charged of the crime of being a fucking idiot, dipshit, numbskull, imbecile, or being a card-carrying member of the big club. My fellow Americans, <laughs> you be the judge. Let's move on. Uh, this next clip is of Eva Vlardingerbrook. She, uh, I played some clips uh, in the past from her. She's a reporter from the Netherlands that reported on the farmer strikes and uh, and reported on how governments uh, trying to uh, get a little bit too involved in the lives of the people. And um, she's becoming quite popular uh, in the conservative community, it seems. And uh, she's being interviewed in this clip here. And I really like her explanation of, um, you know, what she says here about what can people do, basically, and what should we be looking for and that kind of thing. So here we go. Take a listen. Given this so much thought, because so many people have asked me why, you know, why would they do this? It doesn't make sense. Explain it. You know, why would you come after the most hardworking sector, the most lucrative sector, the, the, the people that provide you with food? Why would you shut down your nuclear plants if you are to import electricity for I don't know how much more the price? Why, why, why? And uh, I think it was Carl Jung, actually, who said, if you can't understand someone's actions, you have to look at the consequences and infer the motive. Mm, mm, and that's mm. what I've done with all of this. If the consequences of, the, of their policies are that we become poorer, you know, we, not yeah. they, obviously, but we, uh, if we become poorer, uh, we become more dependent on them. We, uh, you know, we basically essentially would starve if this is put through and we don't have the financial means anymore to import our food and, uh, well, I don't know, God forbid a disaster happens, we've outsourced everything, you know, we could be in real trouble. Well, if those are the consequences, then apparently that's the motive. I've, I maybe have become too cynical, but I find it very difficult to, um, to explain it any other way, because this is not a one-time mistake. You know, these people are, the, mm -hmm, the net mm -hmm. zero scam, and I would really call it a scam, is is something it's that it's a criminal scam. Yes, it's well, a actually, scam. yeah, it's yeah, it's not just a scam. It is criminal. It is criminal, and I think that it is of the worst type of injustice if a government and the people are supposed to represent us. You know, talking about democracy, liberal democracy, and all. If those people turn their backs on their own population, and not just turn their backs, but actively again go against their interests and 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 allow them essentially, if things go wrong, to become poor and to starve and. I can't see, you know, I see true, I see true evil behind these acts. I don't just see incompetence anymore. It's worse than that, Ava. It's worse than that even because 
Here's Jordan Peterson. I was Peterson. speaking with someone the other day, one of my podcast guests, who said that their sampling has indicated that young people now think about climate apocalypse three or four times a day. Right? They're literally obsessed by it. And we know perfectly well that that demoralizing insistence that all human striving is planet-destroying, you know, patriarchal ambition and has to be brought to a halt, not only does it risk economic catastrophe, um, really right down to the fundamental level in the way that we've been describing, but it's also demoralized an entire generation of people and made them mm -hmm. afraid, terrified, like Chicken Little, that the sky is falling, even when the IPCC itself, who, who are hypothetically the people that, you know, are on top of the appropriate data, have indicated nowhere in their documentation that we're facing anything approximating a true emergency. Yeah, so... Okay, I, I love Eva's, uh, you know, her point where she says, if, if you can't figure out the motive, you have to look at the consequences of the actions. You have to look at the results of the intention. And if the results and the consequences are more poverty for the average everyday person, then you must infer that that is the motive because it never changes. So it must be the goal. It must be on purpose. It must be by design. How many times have you heard me use these phrases on this podcast? Eva Vlardinger Brook here is an intelligent, enlightened woman with her head and her heart in the right place. I would call her wifey material. <laughs> Because she is capable as a woman to face the facts, to self-reflect, to talk about the world from a principled, virtuous place. She's coming at it with the right intentions, with truth and honesty and courage. She has clearly started her quest. And that's why she is on Jordan Peterson and she's on whatever CPAC. She's with Jack Posobiec and all these big right wing or whatever truther uh, commentators now making a little name for herself and well deserved. Uh, she's making a name for herself for very good reasons. So keep that in mind, ladies. <laughs> you want to know? What an example of what I and other Red Pill post podcasters are talking about. Go look up and follow Eva Vlardinger Brook. She is setting a nice example, in my opinion, for other women to follow. Let's move on. Uh, I want to play this clip. And this one's not fun to hear. Um... This one's pretty dark and pretty bleak, and it reminds me of the Deagle forecast. I think he even talks about the Deagle forecast in this clip. You want to know how bad the demoralization and the degeneration of Western society uh, has come, how far it's come, how bad it's gotten, how downward spiral and circling the drain time for this nation we are in right now? TikTok, it's coming. The end of the railroad tracks. Getting closer and closer every day. 
And it's all by design. Wokeism, feminism, other communist tactics, devaluation of the currency. All, all the things I've ever talked about on this show are pointing to the planned destruction of the West. Many other podcasters like me have been talking about this, arriving at the same conclusions. It's reaching a point of critical mass, and I couldn't be happier. Because when the day comes where we all finally wake up to the reality of this world, then and only then are we able to start working towards making progress towards something better. I have said in the past, I am here to rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going to tell you the hard-to-believe and hard-to-hear realities, whether you like it or not. Take a listen to this. They're estimating the U.S. population is going to drop by 200 million people by the end of 2025. There's a website called Deagle.com. Now, that is a smaller branch of military intelligence, and they gather all the data and provide that to the World Economic Forum, the central bank, high-level organizations such as that. You're going to see there is a population forecast for 2025 on there that is shocking. And they're estimating the U.S. population is going to drop by 200 million people by the end of 2025. So how do you think they're going to wipe out 200 million people in our country in the next two years? That's a decline of almost 70% of our population. I'm telling you guys, this stuff is coming and we had better stand up and band together and oust these psychopaths before it's too late. And there's nothing we can do about it. They are not gonna stop if we don't stop them. Stand up, band together, find your community, find your tribe, and let's start pushing back on these people before it's too late. Yeah. Yeah, people. That's not me. That sounds like me, doesn't it? Guess what? That's not me. And there are countless others that are starting to finally get it. Here's uh, uh, McAfee. I think his name is John McAfee, the guy that uh, the government came after and started McAfee Software. I think he's a big software guy. Uh, I forget, but uh, I love uh, the truth that he uh, was spitting in this clip. Take a listen. Slaves. Maybe an ugly word, but it is the truth of our existence. We are slaves. We are slaves as long as our economy and our economic interactions are controlled by other people. And are they controlled? Can governments print more money whenever they choose? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can they control interest rates? Mm -hmm. Inflation and deflation? Oh, yeah. Can they monitor your purchases and tell you what you can and cannot buy? Very soon. Very soon they're going to be able to monitor your purchases and tell you what you can and cannot buy. One more slow usurpation over time. 
of your freedoms and your rights and your ability to disagree and dissent, slowly but surely moving ever closer on the big club's plan to turn you even more so into slaves. We are all slaves. And some of you still don't even know it. Take a listen to author of A People's History of the United States, Howard Zinn here. Very important to remember. Governments lie. I mean, not just the American government. Governments in general lie. Uh, and when I say all governments lie, that may sound like an anarchist statement. The anarchists have something there. Yes, we do. Yeah. They're right to be skeptical and suspicious of people who hold governmental power because the tendency of people who hold governmental power is to lie in order to maintain that power. Very important to remember. Governments lie. Very important to remember. Governments lie. They do not tell you the truth. Government does not exist to help you or to make your life better or to represent you. We live in an oligarchy. We live in a plutocracy. Rule by a small, wealthy elite. How many times have I played uh, for you the clip from, I think it was Represent Us back in the day, played it a few times on the show, where they talk about how, you know, 70 to 75% of the will and the desires and the wants of the average voter is not even considered in government anymore. Lobbyists and donors and super PACs and everybody's chasing money and looking out for themselves. Patrick Bet David uh, had that clip I played for you on the show back in the day where he said that Washington, D.C. is one of the poorest cities, but it has the highest number of people making over $200,000 a year. How do you think that's happening? <laughs> one of the richest concentrations of people and one of the poorest concentrations of people living in the same city simultaneously. Talk about <laughs> communist infiltration. Talk about haves and have-nots. And that's our nation's capital. So in any organization, where does the culture come from? It comes from the top. It comes from the CEO. It comes from the board. So if your government is setting the example of steal, lie, cheat, murder, <laughs> misdirect, demonize, censor, etc., etc., etc. Create more poverty for the average person if that's the results of their policies over and over and over again throughout history. Then you must infer that the motive is the result. The motive is the consequence. They want 
you poor. They want you weak, pathetic, hopeless, depressed, unmarried, without children, no concept of a father figure for you, you men out there, no need for a man for you, you women out there, no need for strong families, no need for strong communities. Just listen to the big brother daddy government. We will solve all of your problems for you. We will make all of the important decisions. Whether you like it or not. Is that the future that you want for your country? And if you're depressed and suicidal and anxious about all this, I'll tell you how to, how to fix it. I'll tell you how to solve it. You get the fuck up off of your fat ass and you start your quest. Um, speaking of starting your quest, if you were a big believer in the vaccine efficacy and uh, you were a, a proud card-carrying member of the mask uh, Gestapo out there, uh, and you don't want to believe that there might have been some high-level chicanery afoot <laughs> with the vaccines and the Bill Gateses and the 20-to-1 returns on the possible self-fulfilling prophecy of creating more harm than good with these vaccines to keep that uh, people needing to be involved and in the Western medicine system. They don't want to cure anything. They want to find a way for you to live with it because there ain't no money in the cure. The money's in the medicine, Chris Rock once said. And here's a few uh, conspiratorial points that this woman is making about some of the scientists that were researching these things. So this is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not saying that this is real, but take a listen. Following are actual facts surrounding the mysterious deaths of top microbiologists over a decade prior to the 2020 pandemic. Professor Wiley performed biological research, sometimes jointly funded by the Department of Defense and hmm. the NIH. Hmm. He was an expert on the human immune response to infection and had recently investigated several dangerous viruses, including HIV, Ebola, herpes, and influenza. Hmm. Professor Wiley's body Body was recovered from the Mississippi River about a month after his disappearance. More biologists started to die under suspicious circumstances. Many were world-acclaimed scientific researchers specializing in infectious diseases and biological agents such as anthrax, HIV, and DNA sequencing. As the body count of infectious disease experts continued to climb, connections to weapons research began to surface mm. by 2005 we lost 40 microbiologists in less than four years some were found stabbed to death in the trunk of cars mm. and some wrapped their cars around trees after their brake fluid disappeared during this time it was discovered that they all worked with the government or government contractors on projects related to bioterrorism, flu pandemics, oh, yeah. or anthrax. So they were clearly intelligence community assets. And you've all seen the movies. What happens to Jason Bourne after Jason Bourne uh, completes his mission? Some high-level government stooge uh, makes the decision to take him out 
plausible deniability. Can't come after us. No proof, no evidence, right? You don't think that's not the game that these people play? My fellow Americans. People, you gotta wake up sooner or later. Uh, Matt from Great Deception Podcast shared this clip. Uh, this is Pitbull talking about the uh, premeditated events and trial runs of the COVID-19 pandemic that were executed uh, previously, prior to uh, the pandemic. I mean, come on, people. How are you going to have an exercise simulating the exact same type of event that event uh, eventually ends up happening in reality? Like, how dumb are we? Take a listen to this. A rehearsal that went on before this whole shit is called Event 201. It was ran by the John Hopkins University, which is in cahoots with Bill Gates, Melinda Gates Foundation, October 18th, 2019. And this was a complete rehearsal of what we did right now. You have a segment where it says segment financial, what we going to do? Segment travel, what we going to do? Segment, what we going to do when it comes to online? And it said, if anybody is not a part of the narrative, we're going to take it off off online, which to me smells like communism. communism. After all of that happens to be about a month later, all the main CEOs in the world, major companies, resign. About mm. a thousand and some changes. I'm talking about Disney, Hulu, Microsoft, Nike, Wells Fargo, Boeing, you name it, you look at them. And this is the part that I gotta talk to the world about, is that that's the tail wagging the dog, partner. Well, y'all worried about followers and likes and who's on TikTok and Instagram. Mind you, when I was growing up, and Instagram was real simple. Here's a 20 bag. Here's an Instagram. <laughs> so I know I'm going to give you this and you're going to get high. Now it's like, hey, look, by the way, here's an Instagram. I want you to picture the bag, the product in it, and I promise you it's going to get you high. Look, man, I hope everybody wake up with what we got going on. And bottom line, what it is, people so connected, they disconnected. And they take so many pictures, they miss the big picture. You take so many pictures, you miss the big picture. You're so connected that you're disconnected. Boy, those are some bars. Those are some one-liners. Man, as a lyricist, I love that. People, it's fabricated reality. It's fiction. It's not true. What is going on? The story that you're being told. The society that you live in lies to you. We live in a kingdom of bullshit. Take a listen to this on the education system. Go down. Why does the public education system not teach the Declaration of Independence? Mm. They'll talk about all kinds of other things, but they will not discuss the American Declaration of Independence. Because the American Declaration of Independence very clearly says that it is the people's duty to overthrow a tyrannical government. Mm -hmm. The duty of the people to overthrow a tyrannical government. Therein lies the purpose of the Second Amendment. It's not about anything else. Our Second Amendment is so that we can be well armed in the unlikely event that we ever have to 1776 again. Right, our founding fathers had literally just fought a revolutionary war. They understood the value of the people being well armed. In fact, little history note, the battles of Lexington and Concord that started the revolutionary war, those were fought over munitions depots. Lexington and Concord 
are where the colonists had their guns. And the British understood that if the colonials were well armed, they had a problem on their hands. So they tried in the middle of the night, they tried to go take the guns. That's where the infamous, the British are coming, the British are coming. Because they had a system set up because they feared that the tyrants would come try to take their guns. Well, does that sound a little familiar? Does that sound like something that, I don't know, maybe we worry about today? We do worry about that today. Harry Truman once said, there is nothing new in this world except the history that you do not know. And that's what I mean when I say start your quest. Part of your quest is going to involve learning your fucking history. (laughs) Those who do not learn from history are condemned to repeat it. Why is the same thing that happened in Nazi Germany? Why is the same thing that's happened in Cultural Revolution Communist China now happening here in the United States of America? I'll tell you why. Yuri Bezmenov, former KGB agent, defector, told you. Ideological subversion. Communist infiltration of education, of the arts, of everything. Why fight a violent war to take down a nation when you can do it nonviolently, when you can attack the stupidity and the hackability of the human mind? Why do you think there's been so much research done by our intelligence communities in this area? Mind control and manipulation. Propaganda. Here's a former CIA agent Ralph McGee talking about the CIA and the intelligence communities. Here we go. Ralph, uh, how long were you with the CIA? I was with them 25 years. A good many of us do not have a clear picture of what the CIA does. I think... Listen up. Many of us believe it is an intelligence gathering agency, that it gets information, that information becomes intelligence, and then it passes it on to key areas in the government. Is that an accurate uh, impression? No, it isn't. Uh, it's my view, and it's supportable by all the uh, evidence you see in the Church Committee report, and the High Committee report, and uh, other collateral information. The CIA is not an intelligence agency. It's a corporate action agency. Corporate Corporate action action being uh, overthrowing or supporting foreign governments. Another part of corporate action is disinformation. And the uh, American people, in my estimation, are the primary target audience of the agency's disinformation operation. And I view Vietnam, the entire Vietnam War, was brought to us, uh, sold to us, by agency disinformation operations. Yep. At the, the, uh, when I say us, I mean the American people. As I understand, the, the covert action staff is being rebuilt uh, on a massive scale. That the director, William Casey, is concentrating all his efforts in rebuilding the staff. We can assume that it, it's operating again in academia, in the press, in the religious groups, in yep. international groups, yep. in labor. Yep. If it isn't now, it will soon will be. Everywhere. Worldwide propaganda network built by the CIA, people. And I uh, had a little slip there. I didn't mean corporate action agency. It was covert action agency, 
but I would make the argument that the covert action is done at the behest of the corporate <laughs> world. <laughs> the Black Rocks, the Vanguards, the State Streets, the yada yada, etc., etc. So there you go, from the horse's mouth. Don't take my word for it, people. Listen to former CIA intelligence community uh, assets telling you the target audience is the American people. They are lying to you, propagandizing you, and manipulating you, mind-controlling you on purpose, by design. How much more do I need to provide? <laughs> All right, let's uh, take it way out there. Here's a guy, Phil Schneider, from 1992, uh, saying that, the, this plan for the world isn't just a world government uh, communist plan for the world. It goes higher than that. Apparently, uh, it's alien overlords. <laughs> uh, whether you want to believe that or not, this is for entertainment purposes only. Clearly, take a listen. Tell you what the alien agenda is. The alien agenda is the complete takeover of this planet, the killing off of five, six to seven eighths of the world's population by before. the year 2029. U.S. military has known about this for 45 years. They've told no one. As far as I know, I'm the only person standing before a crowd talking about the alien agenda secretively. The Not new anymore. world order, the alien agenda is one and the same. It's world takeover and the decimation of the population of this planet. They're not cannibals, they don't eat the flesh and the bones and all that kind of stuff. They use the glandular secretions of animals and human beings as a mixture of the vitamins for their food. They get high off of our adrenal gland substances. Called 1992, adrenal people. 1992. When did Q happen? When did the Fall of the Cabal series come out? Long past 1992. So how the fuck is this guy talking about all that Q shit, adrenochrome shit, back in 1992? Hmm. Ask yourself. This is a very good example of why I continue to tell you. You got to look to the past. You got to look at history. You will find truths. You will find evidence. You will find reports. You will find receipts that point to the very probable, possible reality. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is what it is. And for very good reasons. Here's another guy on the depopulation agenda. So far above the population and the consumption levels, which can be supported by this planet, that I know in one way or another it's going to come back down. So I don't hope to avoid that. The planet can support something like a billion people, maybe two billion, depending on how much liberty and how much material consumption you want to have. This is a club of Rome more liberty and more consumption you have to have fewer people. And conversely, you can have more people. I mean, we could even have eight or nine billion, probably, if we have a very strong dictatorship, which is smart. It's, a what? Unfortunately, 
you never have smart dictatorships. They're always stupid. So, but if you had a smart dictatorship and a low standard of living, you can have it. But, but we want to have what? freedom and we want to have a high sentence. So we're going to have a billion people. And we're now at seven, so we have to get back down. I hope that this can be slow, relatively slow, and that it can be done in a way which is relatively equal, uh, <laughs> you know, so that people share uh, the experience Misery. and you don't have a few rich, <laughs> you know, trying to force everybody else to, to deal with it. So those are my hopes. I mean, these are pretty pessimistic hopes, you know, but I mean, that's, that's what lies ahead. I mean, people, that's from the horse's mouth. This guy's a Club of Rome member telling you. I really hope that we can slowly depopulate the world, but hey, if we got to speed it up, if you want a high standard of living and, and you want high freedom, then you got to have a lower population. I mean, <laughs> my God. If you people can't see... It's like, it's like the world is screaming the truth in your face, five inches away from your face. You're getting spit on and screamed at by the truth and by the reality of this world. And you can't even see it, smell it, or hear it because you are so fucking blinded, distracted, mind control and manipulated conditioned hackable people i'm telling you i wish i could you know i wish i i had it in me to sugarcoat this shit for you i just don't because the only way out of this mess is through you have to face it you have to embrace it you have to feel the pain. You have to feel the suffering. You have to become a self-appointed martyr for truth. You might have to be like Jesus Christ and sacrifice yourself in order to get this job done. I'm sorry, but that is the future of our reality. One day, each and every one of you is going to have to make a choice. Either you allow the steamroller to come get you, in the words of Andrew Tate, or in the words of Andrew, for America, you better start your quest. <laughs> People, it's time to play some punk rock. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
All right, people, welcome back to the show. Before we get to the punk rock, I got to play this for you. Take a listen. This ordo seclorum. The new world order. The new world order. New world order. The new world order. Since the dawn of time, humanity has never been free. The world used to be run by tyrannical elites who oppressed the people of their nations. We used to call these elites kings and queens. These elites all had one thing in common. They lusted to rule the world. That fantasy hasn't disappeared. The new world order is being presented by the globalists as a world of democracy, peace, and prosperity. That couldn't be farther from the truth. It will be a tyrannical authoritarian world order with a single dictator at the top. Yep. One single dictator at the top. Voted into existence by a small group of world elites. The new aristocrats. The new bourgeoisie. Who put their plan on your money. Novus Ordo Seclorum. Annuit Septus. Novus Ordo Seclorum. He favors our undertaking which is the creation of a new order of the ages people don't take my word for it (laughs) oh boy this band is one of my favorite bands of all time and they are making a return to the show today Uh, Back when I was on hiatus, I urged you guys to go back to episode one of this podcast and listen through. And if you did so, you heard me in one of those first couple episodes tell you that one of my favorite lines of any song uh, in my life comes from the song Analog by the band Strung Out. You take the way you know, I'll take the road unknown. And meet you there at the end of time. We are frequency. We are tragedy. We are the love we need to keep us here. That line is one of the most memorable, meaningful lines of any punk rock song I've ever heard in my life. It holds a very special place in my heart. And I'm going to read the lyrics, all of the lyrics to this song to you right now. Uh, The beginning of this song starts off with like this old school, like vaudeville act clip. And uh, the woman in it says, you wear your hat the way you sip your tea. The memory of all that Lord knows, they can't take that away from me. Through the coolest haze of this dreamlike maze, it has begun. And all I wanted was you near. With these wounds I bled a perfect tone of red in isolation. Through the swollen eyes of the dying and my waking dreams... We're all dying to become what we swore we never would. And now I watch and mourn in bloom 
Mm-mm-mm. You take the way you know, I'll take the road unknown and meet you there at the end of time. We are frequency. We are tragedy. We are the love we need to keep us here. We are the dying. We are the hungry ones. We are the waiting forever faithful. When I see you on the other side, I will not be the same as I was when I was yours. <laughs> How I wanted you near. We are the dying. We are the lonely ones. We are the haunted forever waiting. And when I see you on the other side, I will not be the same as I was when I was yours. We've got the anger, fear, and isolation ex exiled to this place. We've got the pain separate the tragic years. We are the heartache. I've gone through all this waste. And when we finally separate, separate ourselves, and when I see you, the world will choose to leave behind. The world we choose to leave behind. I will not be the same as I was when I was yours. I could not think of a better song and song lyrics to summarize the last two episodes of my podcast as this song right here. Ladies and gentlemen, making their return to the politics and punk rock podcast. The best fucking punk rock band baby to ever live, strung out with their song, Analog.
And when I see you on the other side, I will not be the same as I was when I was yours. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. I love you guys so much. Go to the website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com. Buy some merch. Donate to the show. If you like my content, throw me a couple bucks. And if you don't got the money to throw me a couple bucks, then maybe give me a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it. My fellow Americans, we are facing a very dire uh, future. And I continue to do this show basically for free. And I continue to do it because I'm, I refuse to give up pleading with anyone who will listen to wake up and face the facts, face the reality. Because if we don't, it's over. And it should be over. We deserve the end. If we are not able or if we are not willing to start our quest to learn our history, to face the facts of the reality of the people that rule over us, and to find a way to change those things. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's going to be very, very difficult. But I'm also saying that it's starting to look like we don't have a choice anymore. And the longer we wait and the more we put things off, the closer and closer those slow usurpations over time are going to get to us. And in the famous words of Ralph Nader, he once said, young people, you better start getting into politics before politics starts getting into you. And I'm going to leave you with this quote I recently read, and I love it so much I can't get it out of my head. The wise man does immediately what the fool does eventually. Thank you. Good night. We'll see you next time. This has been episode 173 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast entitled Start Your Quest Part 2. We'll see you next time. Realest thing that I've heard on the internet. Wrote a clip. You know what the worst thing to do is? Realize you grew old with the wrong woman because she was a pretty face. There's two mating strategies Dr. Bus teaches. Long term, short term. From the day you're born as a man, always optimize for long term. Because when you optimize for long term, you'll still get the fun short term. But you might accidentally get a girl pregnant and pregnant forever. And I want to repel the women who are nut like up because that beautiful face that's crazy i've seen it almost take down every top man is not only up but deadly 
deadly. Well, I'll tell you what, Ty Lopez, he is probably the most intelligent person that has ever gone on Fresh and Fraud. He's probably the most intelligent person by far. I mean, what he said was logical. It wasn't emotional. It was rational and reasonable. And any man that's married or that is mature enough to want to be in a marriage, they can see that what Ty Lopez said was 100% facts. He didn't have to bash women and talk crazy and come up with all these innuendos and anecdotal arguments. He literally stated facts. And as a man, I agree with him a thousand percent. You don't want to have the regret of messing with the wrong woman just because she's fine. With personal experience, that happened to me. I had a kid with a woman that I said, I thought she was just fine. Didn't realize we had nothing else in common. We did not get along whatsoever. And now the forever, it's going to be a headache. But I think that, you know, that's something that men should consider. Don't get married too young just because somebody told you you need to get married. You need to be ready to get married.